so good to see you home for Christmas and to see the church full, to see families coming together, see students that have returned from uh, college, to see military back with their family. And it's just great to see you. Welcome home for Christmas. And uh, you are the ones that are obviously hosting Christmas. So it's good to see our Apple Valley campus uh, full. I just got report that our Minneapolis campus had just over 200 for their Christmas Eve service. Not bad for that young congregation there. It, meeting in the bar, Merry Christmas, right? Uh, yeah, so, but it's good. Bringing the light where it's needed. And uh, you're either hosting Christmas or close enough to commute, but we're glad that you're here. And uh, as we... Look at this, uh, home for Christmas. I have a couple sayings here that I just thought were neat about home. And uh, some of them are good. Some of them you're familiar with. Some are real groaners, but stick with me. Uh, but how many have heard the one, home is where your heart is? How many have heard that? Home is where your heart is. All right, that's a good one. How about home is where my dog is? How many dog lovers? How many people have a dog at home? All right, those are good people. Look around, those are good people. 
Do you buy your dog presents? Don't answer that. All right. Home is where your Wi-Fi connects automatically. Uh, home is where you go to the bathroom most comfortably. I think our kids' pastors put that in there for me. All right. Uh, moving on. Home is where life happens. Home is where happy memories grow. Home is where they understand you. Home is where you treat your friends like family and your family like friends. And home is where your story begins. And uh, our story here today begins a long way away from home. The story of Jesus' birth was about a bunch of people that were a long way from home. They were so far away from home. Matter of fact, I drove by and saw a church sign the other day and it said, in a Galilee, far, far away. I, a little Star Wars play there. But it was a long way away. They were all a long way away from home. And Matthew and Luke record it. And I'm so glad they do. And they tell us that people traveled a long distance. Matter of fact, they tell us that Mary and Joseph traveled a long way from Nazareth to Bethlehem, about 80 miles. It says in Luke 2, 4, it says, So Joseph also went up to the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem to the town of David because he belonged to the house and line of David. Shepherds, they were far away from their home. They, some of them might have lived around Bethlehem or some of them have maybe traveled there for better pastures. It says in Luke 2.15, when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. The wise men, we know they traveled a great distance. It says in Matthew chapter two, at about that time, some astrologers from Eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in far off Eastern lands and have come to worship him. And of course, Jesus gets the I traveled the greatest distance award, leaving heaven, leaving his home there and joining us on earth. And I thought about that this week. Jesus was obedient. Imagine being in heaven and being obedient to the father. Go, being obedient in the way he lived his life and being obedient even unto the cross. Obedience marked his life, but he, he was sent from heaven. And the Bible tells us in 1 John 4, 9, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. God sent his son into this moment. And our longing to be home is the exact opposite of what they had in that day. They were a long way away from home. And I know I asked us to recognize the military. We clapped for them a couple weeks ago and we said, thank you for the sacrifices that you paid. But I want to make sure that our church is always welcoming people in. Like you saw in the video, welcoming the neighbor in to be a part of this. You're welcome to be a part of this church if you don't have a church home. And if people are far away from your family, away from uh, you this Christmas, I want to make sure that you recognize them and love them and make sure they feel part of home even though they're a long way away. It may be a, a someone deployed. We want to bless them. It may be a student a long way away. Be sure to FaceTime them, call them, be involved in them. It may be someone in a hospital this year. They didn't intend to be in a hospital and now they find themselves in a hospital and we want to do something to share the love of Jesus. Maybe you could go there to cheer them up. Again, you could definitely FaceTime or text someone, or you could pack a care package. And I thought, it's never too late to do good. Whether that student is far away or that military member that's deployed. Maybe you think, oh, we should have done something. I've got an idea for you. 
Why not pack a care package right now to those people that are a long way away from home? It won't get there in time for Christmas, but you could say, this was packed at Christmas. Open this care package and feel Christmas because we packed it at Christmas. And by now, all the stores are closed. You won't be able to get it till the 26th. You'll get it half price, all right? All that stuff, all right? That's the Minnesota in me coming out, you know. But you can do that. I want us to remember to do good. And that's your assignment, River Valley. Go out and welcome those people to be home for Christmas, home in Christ, home forever. Now, none of them were home and they didn't stay at the manger. I'm glad that they didn't say, this is where we're staying. But at that moment, they found their forever home. They found their forever home in Jesus. And I want to talk to all of us today and say that home for Christmas, home for now, home forever, we can find our forever home in Jesus Christ. Um, it really is. Everything about this story is pointing us, get to Jesus. Be home in Jesus. Get to Jesus. Jesus is the center of this story. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. It's so sad when we don't find our home in Christmas in, in Jesus, when we don't look to Jesus, when we don't make it all about him. And I love that at this moment, we get to make it all about Jesus. Somebody was showing me this week uh, with children's ministry. They said, if you give an adult a nativity scene, they do it really neat and tidy like this. They'll put a picture up there. They do it really neat. And you kind of place the people and you kind of stage them for the postcard. But if you give a nativity scene to a child, they do it like this. And they put everyone crowding into Jesus because they know it all points to Jesus. It's not about the staging, it's about the Savior. And I want to tell you right now, this moment is not about the home you're going to today, but the home you're going to forever. Everything points to Jesus. And I want to look at the people that were there and found their home in Jesus. Joseph I believe he represents the working man. I believe that if Joseph had a truck, his name would have been on it. It would have been his name and his company name. It would have been on his truck. He represents the people that have callous hands. And I know that world, not myself personally, but my dad was an auto mechanic. And I know that there was grease in places that you wouldn't normally get grease, but he had a handshake. And he used to say to me, I kind of judge a guy by his handshake. The working man. I want to tell you something. You are welcome in this church. You are welcome in your Savior. God has always had a place for those people that work hard, that have calluses on their hands and say, I, I love what God does through my hands. God says, welcome home. There's a place for you in this family. Mary, I believe she represents uh, a, a godly young lady. And I believe she represents those people that are humble and nice and great people. But how many know nice people still need a Savior? Your good deeds don't get you into heaven. You still need a savior and nice people. We are so glad that you're nice, but you still need to come to Jesus and find your home in Jesus. And I would say to nice people, welcome home. Find your home in Jesus. The shepherds, they were people that were looked down upon. They were despised. And I was trying to think of a modern day illustration. And I think the shepherds were as close to cousin Eddie as you can get. All right. Got a metal plate in my head. All right. But anyways, uh, Jesus didn't look down on anybody. He said, welcome, welcome home, home for Christmas, home in Christ, home forever. He said in Mark chapter 2, 17, on hearing this, Jesus said to them, it's not the healthy you need a doctor, but the sick. I've not come to call the righteous, but I've come to call sinners. Jesus says, welcome home, home for Christmas. Find your home in me, your home forever. 
the Magi. They were the affluent. They were the well-educated. They were the people that you would probably not think would be at the birth of Jesus. They were actually pagans worshiping another God. They had tried other things and something pointed them to that moment to come to Jesus. They didn't have a handshake with calluses on it. They probably had a handshake with carpal tunnel from, you know, licking their pencil and, you know, doing that over and over. I mean, they were affluent. They had things, but they didn't let their education or their money stand in the way of coming to Jesus. And as a side note, I don't know how many wise men there were. I always thought there were three because there were three gifts. But when I was studying that this week, it said there could have been 10 or 20 or 100. We don't know. We just know there were three gifts and we've assigned one gift per wise man. So to me, my nativity scene is growing. I think there were a lot of shepherds and a lot of wise men there and Jesus caused quite a commotion. Why? Because God was saying to the world, get ready. You can be home in Jesus. You can be home forever. And they were all there, I believe, because God intervened. If you think about it, Mary was part of the story because an angel appeared to her. Think about that. God chose her and an angel appeared. Total intervention bringing her to this story. Joseph's trying to get out of the story. And the Bible tells us that God speaks to him in a dream. And he has a divine intervention moment in a dream. Shepherds have an angelic visit again. And they have... Uh, glory to God in the highest. I mean, this is going on and God's intervening on their work day and they come to this moment. The wise men saw a star. They were be- there was all this intervention going on. God was interrupting and saying, get ready. Here it comes, home for Christmas, home in Jesus, home forever. And I say this, I believe you're here today, not on accident. I believe there's some intervention going on. You say, well, I didn't have an angel. I didn't have a, a star in the sky, but maybe you had a grandchild that said, Grandpa, will you come this year? Maybe you had a mom or dad that said, will you join us for Christmas? We're cooking. Maybe you had a, a window cling that you put up and there was an Instagram that caught your attention and you said, I ought to check out that church. Maybe it was an invite card, but I believe that God used all the things that were at our disposal to point people to this moment to say there's a place for you. You can be home for Christmas, home in Jesus, home forever. Now it's interesting, all these people travel different distances. We know that Mary and Joseph is about 80 miles. We know the shepherds, it was maybe five to 10 miles. We know that the wise men traveled hundreds of miles. We know that all this was going on and they were traveling a different distance to come to the the manger, to come to Jesus. But I wanna tell you right now today, regardless of what category you're in, regardless of your distance between you and God, we all travel the same distance. The Bible says we all travel to the cross the same distance and Jesus has made a way for us to become family, for us to become forgiven. And it's an amazing thing. He says, if you'll confess your sins and admit that you've done wrong and that he paid the price for you, you can have forgiveness of your sins. And the Bible says you become the son or daughter of God. You become a child of God. And the Bible says that you become part of the family and it can be home for Christmas, home for Jesus, home forever. And I wanna say at this moment, I believe that there are many, many, many people here that have already made their home in Jesus But I believe there are some today that are ready to do it now and say, you know what? This is my moment. I've been a long distance away. Maybe you stiff-armed God, but you've been a long distance or a short distance. Maybe you were leaning in and you just didn't know the answer. I want to tell you today, you can be forgiven of your sins. That's what Christmas is about. God sent Jesus so you could be home for Christmas, home in Christ, and home forever. 
So I want to give an opportunity before we go any further in this service. And I want to ask that you'd bow your heads and close your eyes for just a moment. I believe that there are people here that would say, Pastor Rob, I'm, I'm in this moment. I believe that I could give my life to Jesus Christ. I didn't know that I could be home for Christmas. I could be home in Jesus. I could be home forever. In just a moment, I'm going to have a closing prayer, and I'm going to ask you to raise your hand and then look up at me. I'll acknowledge it, and you can put it down, but just a moment. But I want to say maybe you've been close to God. Maybe you were raised in a Christian home, but you've walked away and you've put some distance. You've let your education put a distance between you and God. Jesus wants to say, welcome home. Maybe you've let your goodness make you think, I don't need a savior. Jesus says, you still need a savior. Come to me. Welcome home. Maybe your work has taken you to a rougher place than you thought. And he'd say, I don't know, would God want a person like me? Yes, he would. Or maybe you've lived a very shady life and God says, I want to change your shady life into light and goodness and I want to forgive it. But if that's you, you say, Pastor Rob, I'm ready. I'm ready to give my life to Jesus. I want you to include me in the closing prayer with everyone else's heads bowed and their eyes closed. Would you right now raise up your hand and look up at me and I'd like to acknowledge that. Yes, I see your hand. Yes, yes, yes. There are hands. I'm gonna start at my right. I'm just pointing one, two, three. There's so many. That whole section, praise God, in this section and in the stadium seats and in the middle section, there are so many hands. I'm just, if you see me looking at you, I see your hands, but there are so many. And in this section right here, amen, so many hands. And in the far section, you know what I love? I love kids. They're not ashamed. They are standing on their chair. They're like, see this hand. See, we see little hands and big hands. And I thank God for every little hand and every big hand. This is your day to give your life to Jesus Christ. You can put your hands down. Some of you had two hands up. This is your moment. I want to pray a prayer right now, and I want to pray with you. And I want to pray a simple prayer. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to repeat the prayer after me. I'm going to help you pray and ask God to forgive you of your sins. And the Bible says if you believe it in your heart and confess it with your mouth, you'll be forgiven. And so we're going to pray this prayer. I'm going to pray a line. Then you're going to pray a line. And I'm going to ask that the people around you would just pray it out loud with you as a form of encouragement. But those of you that raised your hand, there were dozens of people that raised their hand. This is your moment to pray that prayer and ask Jesus into your heart. So let's do that together. Let, repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for my sins and all that I've done wrong. And I ask you to forgive me. I believe you died on the cross and rose again from the dead so that I could be forgiven. I want you to make your home in my life. And I want to be at home with you forever in heaven. So I thank you for this forgiveness. And I pledge to live for you the rest of my life. Give me the strength to do that. So Lord, I thank you for those people that prayed that prayer. They asked you to forgive them of their sins. It was very true, it was very real. And I pray that they would realize now that they are forgiven. Jesus, you've made a way for them to be home for Christmas, home in Jesus Christ, and home forever. And I thank you for this. The dozens of people that raised their hands across this church. I just pray that they would realize it's real and we celebrate that together. Change life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. It was almost four dozen people. Can we raise our hand? Can we give them a hand clap and say thank you for the people that raised their hand? Praise God for that.
I'm going to say two things before we sing one more song. And I'm going to say this. I would like you, if you gave your life to Jesus Christ, I would love for you to get some. I have two little books. I think I have right here. I have one for uh, the adults and one for the kids. It's Now What? It's like, now what? Now that I gave my life to Jesus Christ. This is the adult one, the blue one. And this is for the kids. It just says, now what? We, we wrote it here at River Valley. What do I do? I gave my life to Jesus Christ. I, I'm home in Jesus. I want to be home forever with him in heaven. But between now and there, how do I live my life? How does God want me to be part of the family? And so we would love to give this to you. The ushers will have it. It'll be at the Welcome Center again. One for adults, one for kids that made that decision. And the second thing is, tell someone before you go to bed tonight that you did that, that you made the prayer. You made your home in Jesus. Jesus made his home in your life and you have sealed it that you are home forever with Jesus. I want to say to all those that made that decision, welcome home, welcome to the family. God bless you. We're so excited you made that decision. God bless you.